2: Morning show. Uh, been a busy morning so far, and we're really psyched to welcome our next guest. She's going to be performing Sunday night at Heinz Hall, part of her uh, brand new tour, which I think is called Little Big Bitch Tour, if I'm not mistaken. Chelsea Handler's here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Hi, Chelsea. How are you?
0: i okay. good. Oh, good morning, boys. How are you? We're
2: doing great. Um, So this—I have my
0: sexy voice. I have my sexy voice on, guys, because I'm literally in bed. So I hope you appreciate
2: that. (laughs) That's that's like Brenda Vaccaro voice. I like it. It's good. (laughs) Um, We'd had Beverly D'Angelo did an interview from from her bed uh, a while ago, and she kept yawning throughout the entire. (laughs) Like, I don't mind if you do it from bed, but like, you can't literally be still asleep.
0: Well, sorry about that, guys.
2: Sorry uh, that that happened to you. No, no, it was fine. She was uh, hilarious. And congrats on all your success. Now, once again, I was just, Jane Moore was just here in studio. And I was saying, what is it about people who are successful as you are where you don't stop? Because you're at a point in your career where you could be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm going to do a couple shows here or there. And that's good enough. But you don't. You go around and, and tour the entire country and you still keep working your butt off. Why?
0: Oh, I don't know. It's fun. First of all, listen, people need laughter and medicine. And laughter is medicine. And I I like the medicine that you get at the pharmacy. And I like the medicine <laughs> that you get through laughter. Right. And it's very, it's a nice gift to be able to provide that. You know, I just had two huge shows in L.A. at the Pantages here. And it was after a week of this madness and the news. And it yeah. was just so nice to be able to provide a reprieve for people. You know, I take that, like, pretty seriously, especially now. I mean, that's not why I'm touring. But, I mean, it's really nice reminder of, you know, as an artist and a creator, you want to provide a reprieve so that people can come in and forget about everything that's going on for 90 minutes and actually just laugh together with strangers. There's like, that's such a good vibe. And I love to provide that. So I'm into stand up right now. I'm in a real like kind of stand up mode. So yeah. I've been touring for like the last couple of years, pretty much. So and this is a new tour, and it's really ridiculous. I have a lot of really close call stories with a bunch of people that have been canceled. Oh, so yeah. I kind of <laughs> air that dirty laundry. I have a really good Woody Allen story. I have a really good Andrew Cuomo story. I almost got penetrated by him. Thankfully, that didn't work out at the last minute. Because I would have probably gotten canceled, too. I have a really good Bill Cosby story. So I have a really good George W. Bush story, too. Even though he hasn't been canceled, but I was at his house um, in Kenny Kennebunkport during COVID and um, I was on three edibles and had to interact with the former president. So I have a lot of really, my story, my life is pretty ridiculous. So I like to, you know, kind of air it out because it's just outlandish.
2: Being stoned around GW probably evens the playing field considerably for the former president.
0: Well, also, you know what? I just feel like I'm at too much of an advantage when I'm not on something or an edible. Like, I, people, <laughs> I, like, I just have too strong, you know, I need something to, like, throw me for a loop loop Otherwise, I'm just too sharp. How, many, so I have um, to some-
2: how much do you take at once? Like, how many milligrams do you go every time you drop uh, an edible?
0: Well, I usually take like a five milligram, but when I was at his house, I had a a back situation. I'd thrown my back out, so I had taken like three 15 milligram edibles, (laughs) so I was really not. And and he gave me a tour of all of his artwork, so it was a hot mess situation and one that I was not prepared for.
2: You're still looking at GW's artwork.
0: With my sunglasses on, because I wouldn't take my sunglasses off, because I was like, this is disrespectful. Like, this is a former president. I've got to keep it together. First, I have to control myself. I have to control myself. You know what I mean? Politically, we are not aligned. So I was like, "Don't, don't get into it with him. Like, that was what I was like, my mantra. I was like, don't start don't pull one of you like cause I don't know when I'm going to have an outburst you know like yeah. I just don't know when it's going to come or when I'm going to tell somebody exactly what I think I'm as surprised as the next person by what comes out of my mouth so but yeah it's a really fun tour and uh, I just have you know I, these things keep happening to me in my life like the, the situations I find myself in are just so so fun and ridiculous I love to be able to share that stuff so that's another benefit to stand up
2: <laughs> why do you think that Fox News is so obsessed with you
0: Oh, because I'm a woman that <laughs> because I'm a childless, marriageless woman who's enjoying myself and that pisses conservative people off. They're like, What? First of all, I'm doing a gift to the world by not having children. Can you imagine another one of me <laughs> running for topless? She'd be eight years old, like drinking whiskey and coke on a jet on a Vespa, you know? I mean, come on. You think they would be like, Please don't procreate, don't, don't do it.
2: They feel so threatened by you. That must feel good to have people think that you have that much influence over your audience. That everybody would exactly follow suit with your life choices.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know what Fox News is up to. I don't really care. I mean, you know what I mean? Yes, it is. If anything, it's a compliment. If anything, it makes me smile.
2: Yeah, you've had... And the other thing, the fascination with your love life is kind of... Crazy to me. It seems out of sync with almost the uh, fascination with any other celebrity. If you're seen with anybody, it's news every single time.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I know. I got to stop being seen with people. I just figure <laughs> at some point I'm going to become a lesbian. You know what I mean? I think it's a slow transition for me. Mm-hmm. I'm still auditioning men, but I think at some point I'm just going <laughs> to end up being a lesbian. It just seems like the right trajectory. I'm not really attracted to women, so I hope I don't have to do that, but. I mean, maybe that that will then... Actually, that will be even bigger news. I'm just trying to find a low-key way of moving forward.
2: They'll just say you're trying to do it for street cred. You're just trying to do it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. that I'm not a real lesbian. Well, hopefully I'm not, because I would like to find a man that I can, um, you know, spend time with on the long stretch.
2: The shows you did at the Pantages, they were so celebrity-studded. I like. I'm trying to think of a modern equivalent, like maybe you and Chappelle are the only people that bring out stars to your show in the numbers that you're able to bring out. It's not like one or two celebrities were there. It was like 30 A-level actors and comedians are there.
0: Yeah, it was really nice. First of all, there's nothing, there's no bigger compliment than like your own community and peers coming out to support you so yeah it was fun we had a crazy it was I was like being I felt like I was at my own wedding because we had two nights at the Pantages, so I'd we'd do the show and then we'd have an after party and everyone you know all my friends and all the celebs would be at the after party and it was like after party was like three and a half hours long of me just greeting people (laughs) It was like this is like what a wedding is no wonder I don't want to get married because my life is like a (laughs) wedding constantly
2: Sunday night, you can see uh, Chelsea Handler at Heinz Hall. You've played Heinz Hall before, haven't you? I
0: have, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. I played it last time I was in Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, It's really, really nice. Uh, it's Sunday night. Uh, some tickets still available at the Heinz Hall box office, but those won't be around long, so jump on them now while you can. Chelsea, it's always a pleasure to talk with you, and we're big fans and continued success and uh, happiness to you.
0: Thank you. I'm going to hop in the shower, you guys. I hope that you imagine what that's like.
2: Yes, m- me too.
0: Okay. <laughs> Bye, goodbye. We'll Thank
3: you. you. Chelsea Handler. Um, what a parade of legends. Chris Tucker in town last night. Yeah. Jay Moore tonight and tomorrow. Chelsea on Sunday. Yeah. Can't do much better. Well, you know, Pittsburgh is a big comedy town.
2: Yeah. And uh, it's one of those things that catches some people by surprise mm-hmm. from out of town. And then the first time they come through and they're like, man, this is this is why the DV Comedy Fest has so much success of every year. Yeah. Um, It's because the audiences are amazing here. Um, But what I like about what's happening in Pittsburgh now is that it's not just the Chelsea Handler and the Chris Tucker Mm -hmm. and Jay Moore, like big names coming in and doing good numbers here in town. Uh, What's happening on the lower level with the bottle rocket right now, like Mm -hmm. I think that the Joe show is coming up where he's doing a residency there. And the reason he's doing a residency there is because of the venue that they built in Allentown there, right? In our backyard here in Pittsburgh, it is going to be like one of the cool sort of um, comedy incubators for a lot of bigger names and also one of the launching pads for the developing stars in comedy. So you get to see every level
3: of comedy in Pittsburgh, which is pretty damn cool. I can already name shows I saw at Bottle Rocket. That now are like moving up to small theaters because people came to places like Bottle Rocket and Sarah Sherman. Home.
2: Yeah, how the hell did they get Sarah Sherman to play there? I mean, she's on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and she did a couple of shows and hung out for the weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty cool stuff. Uh, Chelsea Handler, of course, huge show Sunday night Heinz Hall. So if you're looking for comedy after the Steelers game, hopefully, yeah. You won't need it. You know what I mean? You'll
3: you'll be in a good celebratory mood, and so
2: you'll go out. All right. I want to find time to carve out and go see the new Scorsese movie this weekend. Yes. And uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Sean Collier from Pittsburgh Magazine
3: reviewing that for you now. It's a pretty long run time. Yeah. Three hours and 26 minutes uh, for a seasonal point of comparison. That's the length of Frankenstein, The Mummy, and The Invisible Man combined. This movie is its own triple feature. Uh, and Marty, how about an intermission? We can still do that. I can name recent movies. Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight crossed the three yes. hours mark, March, so he put an intermission in it. That Indian epic RRR, that had an intermission and was under three hours. This straight... through, Marty, how long do you think I can go without peeing? Because it's not 206 <laughs> minutes. You well, either need a break or a trough. Well, he, he, That should
2: be the promotional material right. for this is a depends. You just <laughs> right. go in and it kills you the flower moon
3: diaper. It's got the logo on it right there. Yeah. That'd be nice. Uh, and, and what an acting challenge uh, for Leonardo DiCaprio having to act like he's attracted to an age appropriate woman. That he's never done before. <laughs> uh... But for all of the excesses of it, uh, and there are many, uh, it's very, very powerful and it's very compelling. Uh, It's so thorough and so careful about setting up its story, which you have the luxury of doing when you're three and a half hours long. But it takes an hour to introduce these characters, set up the world, make sure we understand what's going on uh, at, at, at that point in history. You're never going to run out of stories if you look for dark chapters in, you know, late 19th, early 20th century history. This was something I had never heard of before. They uh, put the Osage Nation in Oklahoma in the 1800s, not knowing that they put them on land soaked in oil. So then at the at the turn of that century, uh, the Osage Nation in Oklahoma was the richest per capita part of the country. And what came along with that is people going there and trying to screw them out of their money. Right. Uh, particularly, uh, this guy, Hale, played by Robert De Niro in the movie, whose face is kind of locked in the I have nipples, Fokker, could you milk me <laughs> position at this point? But other than that, he's very, very good. Yeah, right. He is in true form in this, just <laughs> facially a little locked in. Uh, at least they didn't do the Irishman de-aging. He looks as old as he is. Well, thankfully. that's good. Um, but because it focuses on him and his family, this is a true crime story, and it's not a crime story like Goodfellas is. This unfolds like we're going to spend a lot of time breaking down every element of this uh, uh, criminal uh, enterprise with you, almost like a true crime podcast would. It's a little bit different, a little bit new for him. Uh, mostly, that's interesting. Do you, yeah. Uh,
2: do you has there been any mention of him actually taking that as some sort of like,
3: referential point in terms of rollout of the story? Uh, without spoiling anything, it ends in, like, a, a, a old-timey radio show bit with true crime tales hanging above the stage. So clearly, he was thinking, I know what I'm doing here. So it, the thing I keep reading about this is it is unlike other Scorsese movies in mm-hmm. a
2: way that an 80-year-old guy should not be able to be reinventing
3: himself at this point absolutely because you see the glimpses when it gets into the you know arguing in the back room about who's going to get whacked essentially you see the glimpses of it but that's off to the side you know it's a it's a very patient sprawling epic that is as focused on the victims and the circumstances as it is on the criminals i mean it's an evolution from the irishman so you know i mean if nothing else he has seen so many movies and yeah. see and learned so many ways to tell a story. He'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, he'll yeah. get there. Uh and uh great cinematography uh Rodrigo Prieto who has done a lot of westerns, a lot of Scorsese movies and vitally Barbie. That's right. This guy did Barbie and Killers of the Flower Moon in the same year. You should get an Oscar for that. The cast is great, DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. Uh Jesse Plemons is fantastic. His job is plunder. He is so <laughs> I know that I like him a lot because he's one of the only other people with my shaped head, but he's very, very good. Uh, <laughs> he is the ugliest actor constantly working. Let's let's be honest. He he's that good. He does not look like a star. He's never looked like a star. And he yet- is a pumpkin head. Uh, John Lithgow, another not pumpkin head, he's more of a squash, but Brendan Fraser is a pumpkin head. They're both in it as well. Now,
2: is he still like, is he like, he doesn't do the whale in this, right? Like, he's not full whale. <laughs> That'd be great if that's all he did every yeah. <laughs> Cameo by the whale. And also that guy's name is not the whale. Uh, no, the, the character presumably had a name. Yeah, but, but in the
3: Academy Awards, they're like, they called him the whale. I made For playing so the whale. <laughs> you know. The whale. <laughs> Speaking of Oscars, the campaign should be for uh, Lily Gladstone. She is just tremendous in this okay. thing. Uh, it's a lot. I don't know if you're going to want to commit to the the full with previews, close to four tell hours. I what, but... I'm
2: really looking forward to it. If for no other reason than I just finished watching uh, Reservation Dogs, and mm. so I think I'm I have a uh, sort of newfound affinity or, or rather appreciation. Yeah. For the the plight of uh, Native Americans, it, it, their art is being seen for the first time, and I know that mm-hmm. there is some, uh, you know, uh, criticism being levied against Scorsese for not telling this story through the vantage point
3: solely of the Osage. Uh, on this, well, you could if you wanted to, but uh, I think that's very balanced by it clearly being a very well-researched thing and featuring entirely indigenous actors. Is it Osage or Osage? Rooms. I think Osage. Okay, because I said Junie Boos earlier, so I don't want
2: to keep mispronouncing words this morning.
3: Okay, uh, what else you got? Well, just very, very briefly, a, a scary indie horror flick called When Evil Lurks opens today at the Harris Theater downtown. For too long, people possessed by demons have basically gotten away with growling and swearing and looking sick. When Evil Lur- Lurks is a movie where demonic possession makes you drive your pickup truck at a high rate of speed straight into your loved ones, as it should be. Uh, if you're troubled by anything at all, I would stay home. This is extreme. But if you're a hardened horror fan like me, uh, When Evil Lurks at the Harris Theater downtown, and it's still Row House of Horrors in Lawrenceville, uh, including Halloween, Hocus Pocus, many more, including Wicker Man. There's a good one. Suspiria, too, right? Suspiria is playing. Oh, you just discovered Suspiria. I just
2: discovered it. That soundtrack is so badass, and the the, the color scheme throughout that whole movie is so trippy.
3: You can either uh, call it, uh, I'm stealing both of these, joll shots, or Pragetti. italian progressive rock it's so cool yeah it is it's such a cool look it's such a good suspiria is great uh wicker man is great great stuff at row house in lawrenceville
2: all right good deal sean collier from pittsburgh magazine thanks again to jay moore for coming in today man uh great to to see him doing so well um and it just shows you you know you don't have to constantly be in the uh the mouse wheel of substance abuse as a means of furthering your career like it's an
3: illusion. No, oh, what a great story of pulling out of that for real and coming he's talking about writing down his gratitude every morning while waiting for the plane. Good well, for just, him.
2: And he has the vulnerability to say it. Like yeah. some dudes who are going through that are mm-hmm. going to be like, you know, keeping all that stuff very close to the vest and I understand why they do that, but I think when those when 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 people who are going through recovery are vulnerable like that, it helps people Mm-hmm. Who are thinking about getting there. You know, that can help push you over the edge a little bit. So,
3: No, very um, glad to hear his story. See he's doing well. It's I wish you so would funny. have named more names about his Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. Though. You know, that's <laughs> right. the one thing. What celebrities um, can we
2: ruin here yes. on the show this
4: morning?
2: <laughs> uh, all right, so check it out. We've got uh, on the way for you Mike Persuda uh we got dave damashek who we had to reschedule of course uh thanks to dave because jay moore came in early and we didn't want him sitting around so dave damashek will be on after the break folks at fanduel casino we know the only thing better than a win is a free win that's why we made reward machine the daily free-to-play game that gives you a chance to win up to two thousand dollars in casino bonus hi i'm morning disc jockey randy bauman we've given away over 50 million in free bonuses and we're just getting started Every day at 6 p.m., you get three chances to spin the reward machine reels. There's three ways to win. Match any three symbols for an instant win. Collect symbols each day for a chance to win weekly prizes or win up to $2,000 if you collect three trophies. FanDuel's given away over $50 million to hundreds of thousands of people through reward machine. so what are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel Casino app by going to FanDuel.com slash Randy and start playing Reward Machine today. That's FanDuel.com slash Randy. No purchase necessary. 21 or older and present in Pennsylvania. Bonus issue is non-withdrawable casino only site credit that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash casino gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG.
4: It's pretty easy.
2: 0.5 DVE. Joining us right now on the program from the Extra Points Podcast, from the Minus 3 Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, it's our friend, DVE Morning Show regular, Dave Damoschek. Yeah. Dave. Dave! How are you, sir?
5: Yeah, what's up? Now, what's up? Why do you need a new suit, Chalooch? You. you ain't got nowhere to go.
2: Uh, R- um, R.I.P. Bert Young, who uh, uh, you were referencing the uh, Pope of Greenwich Village there, of course.
5: Well, listen, you're a cinephile, Bauman. You, you have, uh, you know, as they say, as Nick Carraway, says in The Great Gatsby, um, you are the most limited of all specialists, the well-rounded man. Um, and you invoked a, a relatively unknown movie for the great Pauly, for everybody who doesn't remember uh, mm-hmm. uh, Popo Greenwich Village. Burt Young, of course, is Pauly in, in, in Rocky, and he passed away, and that's uh, that's sad for people who love good movies. But anyway... I'm sad because people on the banks of the three rivers continue with their with their dim cynicism about Najee Harris. He got to get traded for a second round pick. Okay, let's not waste our time. We only have so much time here on the big blue marble. The Steelers aren't going to trade mm-hmm. Najee Harris, nor should they, nor would they get a second round pick in return for him. Stop with the nonsense. Let's talk about important stuff. Can we for a second, please, fellas? Yes. Let's. Okay, I, I, I'm sure you heard. Steelers are on their way to where I sit right now, Los Angeles, California, and it's an uneasy seat. You know, I had to come in here to try and um try and make some sense of things I've been up close and personal with this for now a quarter century, and I don't understand why Hollywood has it in for Pittsburgh sports teams. It's very strange. You know, it goes back to really. Now, I you you guys know Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, Van, uh, Van Damme um, in sudden death. Where does that go down? Where do they try to do? The Stanley Cup final where the yeah, Pittsburgh Karim. Penguins are. Why, why, why's Hollywood getting involved in, in disrupting the Penguins from winning a Stanley Cup? The Natural, Roy Hobbs hits that home run. Dangerous shards of glass rain down on the outfielders. Who are they playing? The Pittsburgh Pirates. That's who. Why are they playing the Pirates? Why are they, they, <laughs> do, do you remember the movie Black Sunday? Where where they where they fly the, the yeah. dangerous blimp into the stadium? Who are the who's playing in that game? The Pittsburgh Steelers. That's who's playing in that one. Even when they go when they go fictional Pittsburgh Gotham, one stadium gets destroyed. <laughs> the one in Pittsburgh, and it all starts off with Heaven Can Wait. Yeah, Heaven Can Wait. Warren Beatty is a ghost who gets hit by a bike, and through a sequence of events, inhabits the body of the owner of the Los Angeles Rams and who installs himself as the quarterback who goes on to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in overtime of the Super Bowl. What in the hell, show business? Why do you hate the common man? Why do you hate the Rust Belt? What gives here, fancy pants LA? I don't like it. I want answers, and I'm curious for your insights on this, fellas.
2: Well, I would also refer you to the fact that it started on a positive note with Angels in the outfields. Where hmm. the Pittsburgh Pirates in 1951, uh, a, a young woman reporter blames the Pirates' losing streak on their manager. And he begins hearing the voice of an angel prob- promising to help the team if he changes his ways. And then they, they go on and do just that. So I'm just saying, hmm. you know, it started off... So
5: a nice start. Yeah. I Listen. Ralph I Kiner was in that
2: movie. George Strickland... Um, Ed Fitzgerald, George Mekovich, all these old pirate legends of the fifties were in that movie.
4: Hmm.
5: All right. Well, that's nice, but that was you know seventy, eighty years ago. Wake up, Bauman. Things have changed. The world has turned against Pittsburgh. What What else is new? Um, I
1: think <laughs> it's us versus the world, Dave. That's what it is. That's
5: the way you got to do it, fellas. Now you're catching on, Crawford. Finally, you're getting it. No one outside. The, you know what, though? Did I tell you something? It took me a decade. You know, no one outside this locker room thing actually happens to apply with this particular Pittsburgh Steelers or Steam. I mean, if they walk outside the door, every every uh, yinzer in the world is like, Dave, they got fired Canada. They can't do no good. And <laughs> can't was it with What are they doing with Tomlin already? Why's he still there? And they're going to trade He's a bust, And I'm sorry. Uh, you know what? Um, here's what you need to do to reset. The last time it was us against the world, the last time pro football saw fit to put a Super Bowl in a town that the, the football gods allowed things to break a certain way. And the Pittsburgh Steelers played what was essentially a road game in Pasadena, California, not far from where SoFi Stadium currently sits. And the Steelers had to play the L.A. Rams in what amounted to a road game. Everybody in that stadium, or a lot of people, were rooting for the upstart Vince Ferragamo-led L.A. Rams. We know how that at one ended. And I encourage you, need demand, Bauman. see if you can squeeze in at some point before game time, Before before you leave air today. See if you can squeeze in Pat Summerall's majestic call. Of the John Stallworth game-winning touchdown, that it might is be the my best.
2: That might be my favorite Steeler touchdown. I, even, I mean, James Harrison's. I was there for it. I saw it. The import, the importance of that one can't San be disputed. Antonio Holmes. But there's something about the beauty of that touchdown to Stallworth. There's something about the gracefulness of that one.
5: Uh, it, it is such a weirdo game. In general, that Super Bowl, you know, on the heels of, you know, I, I, I'm old Manning it here. Um, have you have you watched that show, Old Manning Cast? It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was just called the,
2: Manning yeah. Cast. I mean, that's pretty much what that is.
5: I. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, well, let we're I'm, I'm focusing in on this show that uh, you and I just invented called Old Manning Cast. I think it's going to be a huge hit. It's all over. It's uh, what what we should do. But yes, Super Bowl Super Bowl 14. You got to remember now, everybody, youngsters out there listening. The Steelers had just beaten the Cowboys the year before, and so it was everything. That game, Super Bowl 13, was in the moment. The Steelers had two uh, two Lombardies. The Cowboys had two Lombardies, and who got the three felt like everything in the moment. And so the Steelers had done that, and they had emerged as the team of all time in pro football. That was the vibe of it. And now they were supposed to make quick work of the quick work of the Rams. But Wendell Tyler snapped off the longest run of the season against the steel curtain, and Franco. Jammed one in there, but the Rams were hanging in there, and they went to the half, in fact, did the Steelers down. And Chaz Knoll, generally steely-faced, instead is screwing around with the camera crew. The NFL Films camera crew is running around. I don't know if you've seen those videos. They're super funny. Like, at halftime, he's leaving the field. They're down 30, and his legacy is in jeopardy, and he's screwing around with camera crews, is the emperor Chas Knoll. I not see that. They come out. I mean, they throw – oh, it's funny. Yeah, they. I mean, they throw – I think Lawrence McCutcheon is the one for the, uh, for the Rams who throws a touchdown pass. I mean, it's weird. They go to the fourth quarter still with the lead, and the Steelers are on the ropes, the dynasty, and what happens? That old hayseed who we love to laugh at now, Terry Bradshaw, for the second time in his career, and for the second time in the history of people, strokes a fourth quarter deep ball, 73 yards, to John Stallworth, I don't know if it still stands as the longest of all time, but in the midst of that, with this dynasty on the ropes, Bradshaw goes back. He throws that deep ball to Bradshaw. Rod Perry for the Rams barely misses, tipping it away from Stallworth, who hauls it in in stride, and he runs it in. And the call on the national broadcast from Pat Summerall as it hits John Stallworth's fingertips, is like touchdown Steelers. And he's got like 40 more yards to run, and he just all <laughs> 82's fingers. He's like touchdown. See, so I don't know
4: if he's
5: so hungover. If he's like doing, if we should hail Summerall like Max McGee that he delivered the the Super Bowl call while hungover. Um, but either way, it's a it's a fantastic call. Give it to the people. It. Here it is.
1: Third and eight for Pittsburgh and Bradshaw at his own twenty-seven. deep for down oh! Touchdown for the Steelers.
2: Yeah, just like Post you said. Grip. Yeah.
5: It's amazing. Yeah. Postscript, Franco ran one in, salted it away. I believe I've read I've read stories that Bradshaw said in the huddle at the one yard line. Let's finish this off and become the greatest team of all time. And he, and Franco punched that one in. Signature Period, exclamation point at the end of the 70s dynasty in January of 1980. Four and six years, the greatest run in pro football history. But to the here and now, fellas, Kenny Pickett, deep for Pickens, touchdown Pittsburgh. Let's hear that in the fourth quarter on Sunday afternoon. How about that? How about well, I'd, that? I'd indeed.
1: settle even for a first down in the first quarter. <laughs> you know, like, let's go out there and be one of the most competent teams on the football field today.
5: <laughs> let's start there. You're right. Why am I trying to build things on the sixth floor? Let's, let's just get this going. Can I ask you guys a quick question while we're talking about show business? This is the question of the week on my show. Yeah, I don't know if you have Um heard. Michael Kane. Announced his retirement at age right. nine. Yes. He's not, never make another movie following Gene Hackman. The two greatest character actors of our lives are now both retired, both 90 plus. You can only watch one guy's movies for the rest of your life oh. like, and never the other guys again. Who are you choosing?
6: Gene Hackman. <laughs> yeah. Gene
5: Hackman. Boy, you answered that one quick, Bauman. You're really throwing Kane out pretty quick there. Now, the Nolan movies are lost, Uh, Man Who Would Be King. I mean, I don't have to tell you what you're losing, but you're losing a lot of good movies from the Kane side of
2: things. I'm fine with it. Although you do, you don't get to watch. No
4: more Batman. No Miami. more blaming
2: on Rio, which is a movie, a movie that will not st- stand the test of time. This I
5: th- on Rio with the me more pre yeah. uh, boosting of her yeah before she had that. her boob job done and she's
2: walking around topless and so is the other girl who Michael Caine has an affair with while she's seventeen He's years the old. The only
5: pal of the one he has the affair with, right? Yeah,
2: jo- Joseph Bologna's daughter.
5: <laughs> cynophile, see full circle. Bauman proves it once again.
2: Well, I don't like the term "file." The, the you know on uh, the
4: <laughs> on anything
2: talking about Michael Caine with the a seventeen-year-old.
5: now dirty <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah that, that is so a suffix I
2: do not approve with,
1: uh, of. It, you know, uh, he also he, loves PEDs, so he's kind of a. <laughs> no that no. see this is what i'm saying
4: what i what
2: i prefer is movie nut and i guess if you extrapolated that that yeah, doesn't work out so well either. either yeah i don't
6: think that's a, I really don't think that's a big upgrade
2: for you man. no that's a good point uh dave Damashak from the extra points podcast minus three podcast this morning here on your radio home of the steelers 102.5 dve
5: see you soon guard
2: The show, DV Virtual Coffeehouse. We're not totally equipped yet. We're, we're hopefully not far away from having live music back in the studio. Until then, we're focusing on a lot of really cool recorded projects here in town. And a friend of mine uh, hit me to this next band, and I was really shocked at how many recordings they actually have from the band Acrasia Bill Danilo joining us right now. Bill, good morning, man. How you doing? Randy, happy Friday. Right on. Uh, so how many records have you guys done as a crazier?
6: 28.
2: <laughs> that's that's the accurate number, 28.
6: 28. Oh, my. So, some are eight songs, some are 28 songs, but we just keep on, keep on writing, keep on recording, putting them out there and hoping eventually people stumble upon them. So, but you don't play out all
2: that often, correct?
6: We did when we were younger, I suppose, more, uh, but nowadays we'll pretty much do a, a show or two a year, a lot of acoustic stuff, mostly charity events, little festivals. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're not that difficult. If you want a crazy to come play or whatever, give me, give me a, a ring, I'll do it. All right. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a mostly focusing on the writing and the recording so far. And COVID threw everything out the windows, which really doubled
2: it down on that. So who are the members? Has it been the same uh, group the entire 28 recordings?
6: No. Um, it started back as a four-piece band back in the college days, but since then, it then, it's sort of just blossomed into a big tent kind of music collective. Uh, last time I tried to write down all the people that have uh, played with us or, or recorded with us or wrote with us, uh I was somewhere over 80. Wow. I got tired of thinking about stuff, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just a big tent for different folks to get to, to play music and play recording the way it is like a game, like playing a game. You just sort of come up with some songs, get some people who
2: feel like making music and you just do it. So, uh, what's the name of the, the latest recording you guys have done and where can people hear it? Cool.
6: Uh, crazy. put out three different albums this year in 2023, uh, we did Night Boat 2 back in, in January. We did Singularity uh, in June. The most recent one in August is called Starbrick, uh, which is a great tribute to some very good friends uh, and a music scene that meant a lot to me, means a lot to me. Uh, all of our music, all 28 albums, you can hear them for free, you can buy them for cheap, uh, are on akrasia.com, 8 kr com. Uh, on the band camp, and some of them are even on the Spotify's, the Amazon's, those services of their ilk. All right, this one's called Home Team. Which record is this from? This one's on Singularity. Uh, is that the one from this summer. Uh, if you want to hear some acrasia with a full band, we're doing a rare live band show tomorrow at the Kind of Solidarity Radio Room in Homestead. Uh, proceeds go to charity. There's going to be Accrasia, the Iron Lung, the Porno Tongue. It's going to be a blast. Doors open at 6 tomorrow night.
2: That's awesome. All right. Well, check them out once again, Acrasia.com. Quite possibly the most prolific band in Pittsburgh. Here's Acrasia on DVE.
4: Delacarstons, King of Shell Marzolani, Wilson, Daniel Olin, Borto, Toronto, Anto, Song, Maslow, Holley, Richie, Fimo, Nagel, Tomlin, Marte, Reynolds, Nico, Hall Wagner, Paris, Johnson, Jones, Olin, Dewey, Cumberland
2: Right on a yeah. That's home team. Catch them on uh, acrasia.com and they're playing in Homestead tomorrow. All the details at their website, akrasia.com. Thanks to Bill Danello uh, from uh, Akrasia for joining us. Uh, and uh, also thanks to Chelsea Handler and Craig Wolfley, comedian Jay Moore. Chelsea's going to be at Heinz Hall on Sunday. Jay Moore is at the Improv tomorrow, tonight and tomorrow night with tickets still available. Thanks to Dave Damischek and, uh,
3: of course, uh, Sean Collier as well. Well tonight I will be out at the Elks Lodge in Katan. Great show. Mike Waisaki, Derek Minto, Amanda Averill tomorrow, uh headlining in Johnstown. Uh, and don't forget, on Wednesday night, Partners for Comedy with Bill Crawford. I'll be there as long uh, as Mike Wysocki will be as well, and Jeff Conkle. A lot of comedy coming up. Find all the details on Twitter, at Sean Collier, Pgh. Okay, and as always, on Steeler Friday here, Mike Pursuta taking you into the weekend. A
2: big game for your Pittsburgh Steelers Sunday in Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium. Steelers and the Rams. Mike Pursuta from the Pittsburgh Steelers Radio Network pregame now on
1: DVE. The expectation is they'll be better after the bye, that after all the self-analysis, the fine-tooth combing, and the gleaning of a global perspective, the Steelers will finally begin trending in the right direction. They'd better, one guy in particular, because if Kenny Pickett doesn't, it won't much matter in the long run who starts at left tackle or how the labor gets divided at cornerback. The defense hasn't earned a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame either, and the special teams have too often lacked best supporting actors but it's still the offense that needs to flip the script first and foremost if the Steelers are to deliver a happy ending. And it's the quarterback who needs to be the leading man. As he embarks upon his 18th NFL start, it's time for Pickett to consistently look the part. The expectation is he's capable, particularly after the way Pickett delivered when he absolutely had to against the Ravens again. That one potentially was season-saving. This one could be season changing, provided Pickett can set the protections and communicate the routes at the line of scrimmage if necessary and deliver with timing and accuracy to multiple targets as many times as it takes to win the game. Lights, camera, action, when the curtain goes up as well as just before they're ready to roll the credits and in between as needed. Are you ready for some football? They won't hand Pickett a gold statue if he beats Matthew Stafford, but a victory that includes a two-thumbs-up review would at least provide a much-needed plot twist right about now and some evidence that the heroes may yet achieve redemption. The movie's a long way from over and still will be after the Steelers battle the Rams and say goodbye to Hollywood. But what might well be settled by then is the direction in which they'll head.
2: Oh, yeah, Yeah. Mike Pursuta. The preamble to kickoff. It's 4 o'clock this Sunday here on DVE and one o'clock. We start the pregame with Tim Benz, Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson. Then Mike Pursuta cranks up the network with Bob Labriola and Jerry D before handing it off to Bill Hillgrove with Craig Wolfley, Missy Matthews and Max Stark Steelers Rams Sunday here on DVE, your WDV Bud Light game day bar of the week. Al Patties in Indiana, this NFL season, stop in Al Patties and enjoy $3 Bud Light bottles during all Steelers games. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. And folks don't forget Sunday, Billy Gardell and Joey O'Connell from Penn Hills will be giving you in-game analysis live from SoFi Stadium on DVE's Twitter, Facebook accounts. Log on, follow DVE at DVE Radio on Twitter, and uh, then just, you know, DVE on Facebook, and they'll be posting videos and their commentary live from SoFi Stadium Sunday here on DVE. The infectious enthusiasm
3: of Gardell and Joey O'Connell. I'm sure there will be a
2: full detailing of the concessions behind O'Connell. No question. Mike, safe travels out there this weekend, and uh, bring us back a win, man. We sure could use it. Uh, that's it for us. Michelle's coming up next with the Electric Lunch at noon. Folks, snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge. America's number one sports book right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app's so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, overs, unders. You got it. You name it. They got it. So... Visit FanDuel.com slash Randy and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, it's an official partner of the NFL. 21 or older president in Pennsylvania. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm finished. Stay classy, Pittsburgh.
6: Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. But now you gotta call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants, Ronald? (laughs) Ah! Oh, Murray, Murray,
4: Google it.
6: Bye. Have a great
5: Friday, you mother.
1: It's time for the Steelers Daily Report on DVE, Brought to you by Independence Health, Expert Care, here, and the Steelers Pro Shop. Get it direct from the team at shop.steelers.com. Here's Bob Labriola.
3: If recent history is any indicator, this should be a good weekend for the Steelers. They're on a six-game winning streak in games following their bye week. And since being hired in 2007, Mike Tomlin is 12-4 overall the week after the bye. Tied with Baltimore and Indianapolis for the best record in the NFL inside games. But history only tells you what happened in the past. It's not a predictor of the future, and the assignment on Sunday won't be an easy one. The Rams are 3-3 and and averaging 23 points a game, and so the Steelers may need four touchdowns to win, and they'll have to control Aaron Donald to get there. I'm Bob Labriola of Steelers.com. At Kenny
0: Ross Uber we've always served our neighbors. Through the Subaru Share the Love program, we continue to support the Norwin Area Meals on Wheels program at its... With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.